Hey, JJ here again with the Art of Value. All right, the end of the the end of the week, the end of the trading week. What a volatile week it was! Quite incredible of what's happening to the market at the moment. Let's have a look. So the S and P 500 was managed to go up 0.1%, but did hit bear market territory that for just touched it intraday, and we'll talk. I'll talk about that in a minute. So the Dow was up 0.03, just up. And the Nasdaq finished down 0.3, nearly a third of a percent. And the Russell 2000 small cap down 1.7. Not too much there. So some of the headlines that we're looking at, stocks end volatile session flat, but log longest weekly losing streak since 2001. The S&P posted a seventh straight weekly decline. So, well, seven straight weeks. And... Uh, so 2001, the significance of that, of course, is the uh, dot-com bubble bursting in March 2000, and it uh, didn't bottom till I think, September 2001. So, you know, if this keeps up, well, there could be quite a way to go, but also not. We just don't know. But uh, comparing it to 2001, though, the dot-com bubble was significant. The Nasdaq is down 30%, over 30%, I think. Uh, and uh, it went all the way down much further after that, but it was a specific time in history, of course. But some of the headlines here, stocks tumble on Bloomberg, stocks, stocks tumble on recession fears. It's very dramatic, of course. S&P 500 falls 20% from peak, so that's the story. And I've got a little video. Notice the music and the the, uh, <laughs> the financial media Notice how they like to uh, make it very dramatic. We show you what is technically now a bear market. We hit it for a split second, 3837 we currently see on the S&P 500. We've just bounced a little bit off of that, but now we are back again, 3837 is your level. You are now 20% off of your recent highs, and this is, we see once again, the market worrying about what Federal Reserve does in terms of inflation, and really this week remains, it has all been about the retailers. Yeah, I'll see you that 20% on the S&P, and I'll give you 30% decline here on the NASDAQ composite right now. And take a look at consumer discretionary names, because you're talking about retail sales, and of course, all those retail earnings that we have. The S&P 500 consumer discretionary index right now down 36% from its all-time high. That exceeds the drawdown that we saw back in March of 2020. That exceeds the drawdown that we saw in the sell-off of 2016. It exceeds the drawdown that we saw in 2011, in 2009, and of course all the way back in 1999. The only two periods where it hasn't exceeded that, of course, is the great global financial crisis and the bursting of the dot-com bubble. And a lot of this has... Okay, that's enough of that. So, yeah, they, they said NASDAQ down more than 30% and talking about the S&P 500 down. And retail stocks, which we call, which we I talked about this week, uh, big retail, so Walmart and uh, Target, sort of uh, sort of pretty safe stocks, you'd have to say, and they, they're starting to be hit uh, pretty big at the moment. Amazon down, of course, even online retail down substantially and uh, pretty dramatic. They're the... The financial media. Okay, so one thing I noticed was let's just look. So quite the five day, last five day trading, past five days, the S&P 500 down 2.78 percent. Okay, let's compare these, and the Nasdaq is down 3.18. So Nasdaq down a bit more, and the Russell 2000 is only is not quite one percent, 0.97. So the Russell the small cap index is doing better, as I pointed out this week. So I'm keeping my eye on the Russell because 
uh, you know, if his, history does show it could be the first to turn up, first to turn down, first to turn up, and of course I have quite a few, uh, you know, small cap stocks just for, well, I'll talk about why another time, but also I got this from uh, this, if you're on video on YouTube or, or uh, Spotify video, you'll be able to see this. So recession is likely, former SEC uh, chief economist says, here's his advice to prepare, how to prepare. Uh, so you know, even the, the SEC or officials are starting to say a recession is likely. So you see I borrowed this slide from now. I'm like Jeremy, financial education Jeremy. And so let's look at some of the stocks. I've got, this is a, a watch list here. So some of the big ones, the big, you know, the big fang, but also Berkshire was down 0.03, hardly managing to go down. Uh, Markel, Baby Berkshire, which I have is negative um, uh, 1.61 on the day. Uh, General Motors, I don't know why that's in there actually, because oh, to compare it to Tesla actually. GM down 1.99 and Tesla down 6.42. More about that in a minute. I'm sure you've been seeing this following on social media, following the news. Uh, Tesla hitting the skids, uh, down nearly 50% now, and it uh, could easily get worse given what's going on. And uh, But from my point of view, it's not really unexpected from a lot of people, especially Tesla Tesla people, Tesla holders, very bullish on it. Uh, it is kind of a surprise. So Netflix down up 1.56, Facebook managed up 1.18, Amazon 0.25, Google down 1.29, and I think that's a 52-week low. I got a notification to say that uh, that's uh, Alphabet's hit a uh, hit a 52-week low. Microsoft 0.23% down, not much, and Apple up 1.7 after having quite a having taken a bit of a hit this week. And so to Tesla, turning to Tesla now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Tesla. Uh, this is from Stock Market News on Twitter. Uh, Tesla is now lo no longer the, lo the largest holding in Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation ETF, being overtaken by Roku, which is well, surprising. I didn't know that, uh, but they've been selling. And so, but that's got nothing to do with the controversy that's going on. Just uh, out of interest, she's why if what was interesting about that is that they've got such a bullish uh, five-year uh, price target. I think price targets are silly, but they've got a it's such a I think it's like $4,000 or something, uh, and but they've been selling. Why sell if you've got a five-year time horizon to buy other things that are cheap, she would say, I'm sure. I've seen a lot of her videos and things, so yeah. Okay, but Tesla, this is a bit of a meme I saw on Twitter. This is a bit of a clue. I'm not even going to talk about uh, the controversy or whatever, but this is a picture of a horse, how it started. The back end of the horse is perfectly drawn, how it's going childlike drawing at the front of the horse. Uh, horses being significant to the contra the current controversy about Elon. Uh, and uh, this is something I just posted on a uh, Facebook investment group that I go to, Hatch Investment, uh, which is local New Zealand. And so it's a, it's a, this is a video from Sasha, which I watched. Uh, he's a financial YouTuber as well. Uh, Tesla stock urgent warning big letters Tesla warning and the thing is I'll, I'll just read you what I what I wrote here I 
seen quite a few vids, videos from him, as Sasha posted here before. He's firmly in the growth investing camp, and Tesla is his biggest position. Fiverr, Pinterest, Palantir, and some others are other positions of his. And he's still very bullish long term on Tesla. He's quite sensible here talking about the stock. In short, good news can really compound compound the stock price. Bad news can greatly compound it in the other direction. Tesla already approaching 50% down from, from early November peak. So he's warning of a more, possibly more to come. He's just some guy on YouTube. He's not like, you know, a financial advisor, is he? Like I'm not either. Like he says, not financial advice, but he kind of lays out how it could get worse. I mean, Tesla news has just been, I mean, it's uh, extreme on the top end, just rocketing up during 2020 and 2021 when other stock, other tech stocks were going down. But is this finally it? Is it going down 50% or more? It's just nearly 50%. It could go, he warns it could go down more. Uh, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it kind of went, got really down there, but we just don't know. Um, because it can swing, the pendulum can swing from one to the other. So to finish off, just the final thing, what, what some, some good news or some positive news. Uh, this is one sector that today surprisingly bounced when most of the market was down or was a bit of a mixed bag really, but this one was substantially up and this is the US cannabis sector. If you look at some of these prices, the uh, the ETF that's on the NASDAQ was up 5.63% and Poseidon and a newer one, 5.3 PSD and up 5.05 and Air Strategies, no, not, it used to be called Air Strategies, it's called Air Wellness now, up 17.3%, 33%. There was an article on Seeking Alpha about it. I'm going to might talk about that next, the, the sector a bit more next week. Uh, and uh, they're opening, there was also coincidentally a, an article on boston.com and other places about them opening a recreation or dispensary able to be open. It's, it's been on the cards for a long time, but finally it looks like it's set to open soon. And it's right across the street from an iconic Apple store in Boston. So times are definitely changing. Verano ups and other stocks, Verano up 6.67 on the day. Uh, Cresco Labs up 2.76. Uh, um, True Leaf up 2.78. It goes on. Uh, Green Thumb Industries up to a 6.82. A Cure Leaf up 7.838. These are the big ones in, in the sector, but they're still on the OTC market. Not allowed to trade on the NASDAQ. Because their so-called plant touching terrace end up six percent, you get the idea. It's been a considering the day. You wouldn't if you looked through the sector and didn't see the stock market. You'd think the whole market was up substantially, but no, it's uh, S and P five hundred hit a bear market. So this is what I was talking about when you look at the uh, keeping an eye on the Russell two thousand. Says small caps, um, you know. Some could start going in the other direction well before the rest of the market, but we just don't know. That's not a prediction, not financial advice or anything. I'm just keeping an eye on it. And so this is, uh, and this is a, this this is one uh, other in that sector. Something that happened this week that was kind of dramatic, where one company that's called Bright Green Corporation uh, did was IPO'd on the on the Nasdaq, and these other companies aren't allowed to. This company was allowed to because it's not plant touching, but considered in the sector. Uh, so what Aaron Edelheit says, remain reminder that the pre-revenue company, this 
that that pre-revenue company still sports a 1.8 billion dollar valuation, and it had a bigger valuation when it IPO'd, and, tra- and traded three million shares today, while leading MSOs, that's multi-state operators such as uh, such as Green Thumb Industries, barely traded 200,000 shares. Green Thumb Industries should earn over 400 million dollars. EBITDA this year, so that's 400 million versus pre-revenue, and uh, so the, and he's saying that it's a preview of what a Nasdaq listing could do for these for the for the stocks in this for the yeah the stocks in the center in the sector when the, if they are able to uh, uplist to the Nasdaq or or uh, New York Stock Exchange when possibly when safe banking passes and it's kind of not 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 if but when. Anyway, that's all for today, and I will see you next time. Catch me on Twitter at The Art of Value. Like and subscribe. As I said, the uh, the, the uh, traction on YouTube has been not as, definitely not as good so far as on uh, Spotify video, but uh, I, I did like maybe 35 podcasts or something on, on Spotify or on audio before I started using video, so it's not surprising started on YouTube later. But... Uh, if you want to help help this podcast, like like and subscribe. Hit the no- notification bell. You can do that on Spotify and on YouTube now, and uh, audio elsewhere, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, see you next time.